Hey everybody, it's the SIF Podcast for week 5 of the NFL season. Have you ever wondered why keyboards are laid out the way they are? Well, you're going to find out in this episode, along with a lot of other great information uh, regarding week 5 in the NFL. Right after this, hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Sift Football Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. This one for week five of the NFL season. We are going to talk uh, a little rewind of last week. We're going to talk Thursday night football from last night. Talk about the London games, uh, 1 p.m. games, 4 p.m. games, Sunday night football, Monday night football, croutons, uh, fantasy football lineups, uh, sink or swim, um, scratch or sniff, uh, a random fact. Uh, but before I do anything else, I'm going to welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how are you? I'm great, Professor. Uh, Friday morning for all the sifters out there that may be wondering when we recorded this this week. Um, we got a coworker that's been listening in on the podcast, so uh, our listening base is maybe getting a little bit bigger, at least one person at a time. Uh, I did get to catch the tail end of the Thursday night game last night. Uh Quite shocking, of course. Uh, the Bears finally get off, get off the, uh, get in the win column. There's only one team that has not won yet, and good luck to them. Uh, there was a breaking news on trades. We'll get into that in just a minute too. Other than that, let's get started. All right, I'm going to start with a random fact. So, uh, computer keyboards aren't arranged alphabetically. They 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 call it the QWERTY system because of that Q W E R T Y at the, across the top. And it's always been curious why uh, they do that. I for a long time thought that there was because it was more efficient because it was putting the letters that you use more uh, in the places where your hands are positioned. But I just read a fact that infuriates me if it's true. Um the reason why it's not alphabetically arranged is because the original typewriters were alphabetically arranged and the typewriters would get all messed up because people were typing too quickly. So they made it a random uh, keyboard so that you wouldn't be able to type as quickly. Now, of course, when you're typing on a computer, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to mess up, but because of the mechanics of the typewriter, uh, they couldn't alphabetically arrange it because people were typing too fast. What do you think about that? That makes a lot of sense. And now that we're on it, we are on it forever, much like the metric system where the entire world is on it. Us Americans just absolutely refuse to get on an easier system. Yeah, us in Liberia. So there's two places that you, that you can't, you don't use the metric system. Uh, all right. Anyway, I just, I'm infuriated by that because I learned to type when I was like in eighth grade and uh, I was terrible at it. Uh, it took me, I got a D on every one of the uh, speed typing tests. The only way I got an A in the class was by, they, they had these other tests that uh, didn't involve the speed test. So, but just infuriating that we could all have been typing a lot faster uh, if they just uh, alphabetically uh, organized the keyboard. Anyway, I'm not going to harp on. How would, that, how would that have translated to cell phones when people use now two thumbs to type? It wouldn't make any real difference, I don't think. Do you? 
No, I'm just adding uh, adding nonsense. <laughs> All right. We have four bye teams this week. Uh, Cleveland, the L.A. Chargers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So fewer games this week, two fewer games this week. We already had one game this week. Uh, did you want to talk about anything from week four before we move on to week five? Uh, not too much from week four other than uh, one less team with a – there was a team that hadn't lost yet that won, so we're down to two undefeated teams. And now that the Bears won last night, there's only one team that hasn't won yet, the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like they're going to have a great week this week. Uh, but the NFL, anything can happen. That 40-20 to 20 score for the Bears last night. Uh, hats off to me. I had DJ Moore uh, set my lineup. I even forgot to look. I would have left him in regardless. Uh, someone tried to trade for him preseason with me after our fantasy football draft, but DJ Moore probably just gave me a, a fantasy football win this week. Yeah, I have him on my team as well, and this is the first week it's really paid off. He had like 40-something points in my league, so um, yeah, a, a good week for DJ Moore finally. Uh, you mentioned the game, so Chicago was a, a home or was a road dog. They were, my I'm sorry, plus six, and they won by 20. Uh, the over-under was 44 and a half. So I think um, some people made out like bandits with that game, uh, just taking Chicago and the over. But um, I think probably most people just assumed Washington with that minus six line and the way that Washington took the Eagles down to overtime last week, that it was going to be an all lopsided Washington win. But uh, as you said, anything can happen any given Sunday or Thursday in this case. Um, all right, let's move on to the London game. We have another Jacksonville-London game this week. Jacksonville is technically the road team here. Jacksonville's at, quote-unquote, at Buffalo, but in London. Uh, that game is 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Buffalo favored by five. Uh, the over-under is 48. Buffalo coming off a big win over Miami last week. Any thoughts on this game, Jacksonville at Buffalo? So, I mean, good good for Jacksonville getting to play two games in London. Uh, it minimizes travel time for teams. Uh, that's the biggest uh, biggest hurdle when it comes to having games in London. But I think the players have accepted it now because they realize it's all about growing the global brand of the game. Uh, what's going to be really interesting to see, and unfortunately I'm not going to be able to see it firsthand, is – you know, the Bills Mafia seems to go anywhere that the Bills do. Um, now, I'm not saying that a bunch of them are going to be going across the pond, but I would love I would love to be tailgating in London this weekend to see if there's still Bills fans jumping through tables. Uh, I'm going to be fascinated to find out if it happens or not. Yeah, an interesting, like, sort of cultural mix there. Um, I mean, you know, you have your soccer hooligans and stuff, but – uh, in England, they're much more proper, or at least that's the perception we have. And Bill's fans kind of the opposite of proper in uh, in many ways. So uh, we'll, that will be interesting to watch. Uh, 1 p.m. games, Houston is at Atlanta. Um, Atlanta weirdly favored in this game. I feel like this should have been uh, a pick or even Houston minus one, uh, the way Houston's playing. But anyway, Atlanta is uh, giving two and a half. The over-under is 41 and a half. Uh, do you have any explanation as to why Atlanta should be favored in this game? Well, they are the home team. and They're both two and two. Regardless of what you see or think about them, 
They, uh, I think that's just kind of where we're at. Um, you know, um, I think B. John Robinson's the difference maker for Atlanta, and C.J. Stroud is really starting to turn it on for um, Houston. Six touchdowns, zero interception so far. Um, but Atlanta has done pretty well uh, rushing the ball, and I think they're going to be able to keep um, C.J. Stroud at bay, keeping the ball on the ground. Uh, going to be a really great game, but two and a half uh, or two point two and a half, whatever that line might be. That's um, that, that's an interesting line. All right, Carolina's at Detroit. You mentioned Carolina is not won a game yet, and Detroit obviously having a pretty good season. Um, this is in Detroit. I don't have much hope for Carolina here, but the line is ten, uh, which is too rich for my tastes in this case. Um, and the, uh, over under is 44. I just, I just, even though Detroit probably is 10 points better than Carolina, I, I can't touch this. Do you have any thoughts on Carolina at Detroit? Yeah, no, there's no reason to touch 10 point point spreads. I don't care who you are. I tell you this all the time. Um, the, you know, this, hopefully this will be a good game for Detroit to keep the momentum building. Uh, the Panthers just don't have the, um, Offensive firepower, defensive power to um, even keep up. They're 24th in scoring right now. Detroit is 8th. So, I mean, this this has definitely got 10-point blowout victory written all over it. But I won't be risking my croutons on any bet like that. But it'll uh, probably be a good game for Detroit. Yeah, and I predicted at the beginning of the season that the Panthers would be 2-15. and 15. It's looking looking pretty good right now. Tennessee is at Indianapolis. Both these teams feel sort of samey. I just feel like you can't trust either of them. Tennessee coming off a big win. Um, Indianapolis got beat by the Rams. I think it was in overtime. So, you know, held their own there. Uh, But Tennessee is favored in this one in Indianapolis. Minus two and a half. The over-under is 43 and a half. So why is Tennessee favored in Indianapolis and Houston not favored in Atlanta? Because the people that put these together make sure they make money regardless. Uh, it's not a money venturing business for us capitalists that think we can cheat the lines. Vegas knows exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they know it's going to be a, probably a three-point game. Uh, this entire division is two and two. So, you know, Lord only knows who's going to win this football game. Yeah, I, I would throw up my hands completely on this one. Um, I mean, Tennessee, you know, the more experienced team by far, but um, I don't know, Indianapolis is kind of an exciting team, so we'll, we'll see what happens. The Giants are at Miami. Miami, a 12-point favorite at home. Uh, the over-under is 47.5. That's probably only because they don't expect the Giants to score more than, like, 10 points. Um, but do you have any thoughts on the Giants at Miami? Do we have breaking news sound effects? Uh, I'll look. I'll look around, or uh, the person okay. who edits will look around. Breaking news. Chase Claypool has been traded to the Miami Dolphins in exchange for seventh and sixth round picks in 2024. So... Now, hearing that and seeing that that's breaking today on the NFL Network, why are the Dolphins trading for another wide receiver? Is there something going on that they haven't let out to the world? Uh, They're adding just another weapon for Tua. Um, 
it looks like the Dolphins, you know, had a bad week last week. I think they're going to bounce back against the with uh, the one win Daniel Jones, New York Giants, who's thrown six interceptions so far. Uh, that defense may not eat that up very much, but that offense is going to go to work, and I would not be surprised if they laid 50 on the Giants. Yeah, I don't know. Chase Claypool has gained a reputation for not uh, not trying too hard, <laughs> and he's a very young receiver, so that's not a good sign. And it, it, uh, A couple years into his career, he's uh, got that reputation, but I guess they saw something with him that, um, you know, I mean, I would guess that they want to move him in as a rotational player. It, I mean, it could be concerning. Maybe there's something going on with one of their stars, like Waddle. Maybe he, he did sit out one game, I think, right? And uh, maybe there's something more going on there. Um, but I don't – I wouldn't expect Chase Claypool, even though he's, you know, big and talented and stuff, uh, to, for him to be able to replace um, either of those guys at the top of the uh, depth chart. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, but, yeah, um, I think he's going to be another role player. Uh, Mike McDaniels, uh, much like the um, um, San Francisco offense that he ran out there when he was the offensive coordinator, it's the plug-and-play offense, going to be able to put anybody in, yeah. be successful, play your role. We're going to change the play up next time, and you're not going to be on the field, but you're, you're going to get what we can out of you for this team and going to help score more points. Yeah, I mean, I think he could play like more of a tight end role, like a pass catching tight end role, because um, he is pretty big. Um, uh, but he, you know, the attitude problem might be might, might be an issue. Um, all right, New Orleans is at New England. Um, New Orleans favored in New England by one point. Um, so the the Patriots getting a point here at home, and the over under is thirty nine and a half. Um, I don't think Bel Belichick loses very many games where he's uh, the underdog at home, but um, this Patriots team is not the Patriots team of old. So you have any thoughts on New Orleans at New England? So the line I'm looking at currently says New Orleans plus one, New England is favored by one. So, I mean, mm. I know we kind of get our information from different sites from here and there. So it'll probably end up being about a pick em game. Um you know, New England just doesn't have the the star power that they used to have. Uh, it doesn't take one person to win seven Super Bowls, six Super Bowls, whatever that number was. Uh, it's ridiculous. But, you know, it was a team of 54 players along with Bill Belichick having those defensive players in their prime. Uh, Mac Jones doesn't look like he's the answer for New England long term. And, you know, uh, David Carr or De whatever, Mr. Carr, uh, forgive me. Derek He's, Carr. Um, Derek Carr, thank you. Uh, you know, back in New Orleans, I guess he did play last week after all. Uh, I think New Orleans will probably win this game. Uh, New England is just not who they used to be, and I, I think the offense is going to be too much for them to handle. Um, moving along, Kansas City is at Minnesota. Sorry, no, still in the one o'clock games. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Baltimore is favored on the road in Pittsburgh. Uh, the line I saw was minus four and a half, and the over-under is 38. And that's because Pittsburgh not putting up any points at all. 
Um, Baltimore looking like they're rounding into shape after a couple of rough weeks to start the season. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Baltimore or Pittsburgh? Yeah, these are always uh, slugfest games. Uh, you know, Baltimore is 3-1, and one, and now I started reflecting on it. Uh, Justin Tucker with an uncharacteristic miss at the end of uh, regulation a week ago when they ended up losing this team's one, you know, one kick, one Justin Tucker kick away from being undefeated. So I think Baltimore is going to be a lot better. They're only going to get better. I think they're going to handle business against Pittsburgh this time. Um, Pittsburgh always fights them tough, but uh, it's going to be too much for them to overcome this time. Uh, You know, it's a slap in the face to Pittsburgh being underdogs to their long-term rival. But Baltimore is going to show why they are a four-point favorite this weekend for sure. All right, the 4 p.m. games, Cincinnati is at Arizona. Uh, Cincinnati, another puzzling line. Cincinnati, the one I saw at least, was uh, Cincinnati was favored in Arizona by three. There's no way anybody could tell me that the Cincinnati team is playing as well as this Arizona team. Uh, it's very shocking. Uh, if you told me this four weeks ago, I would I would say that makes a lot of sense, that line. But right now, that line doesn't make any sense to me at all. Anyway, Arizona is getting three points at home, and the over-under is 44. Uh, I'm not touching this game because that's super fishy, but I don't think this team is turning it around uh, with Joe Burrow with his injured leg, and it looks like he's just going to tough it out to the bye week. So I wouldn't touch it, but if I had to, that Arizona plus three looks pretty good. Yeah, it sure does, and um, Jamar Chase still hasn't gotten a – Touchdown yet this season, Joe Mixon, only 247 yards for the season so far. This offense just isn't as good with Joe Burrow, not at 100%. Uh, It usually does take a quarterback to make the offense go. You can have a couple of uh, exceptions. Josh Dobbs, though, in Arizona so far hasn't thrown an interception, so he's played clean football so far. Unfortunately, the rest of the Cardinals team uh, is not very good. Um, they are one and three, uh, getting three points at home when the team's traveling across the country. Uh, it, if anywhere were some Crouton fans out there, this might be a game you want to look at. I'm not going to touch it. I won't. Um, I try to stay away from division rivals because my judgment becomes clouded sometimes. But it, it maybe take a look at that if you want to. Yeah, it's a very interesting line. All right, Philadelphia is. At the L.A. Rams, Philly is favored by four in L.A. The over-under is 49.5, so expecting a little bit of fireworks here. Um, I wouldn't trust this Philadelphia team that just barely squeaked by the Washington team that got blown out by the Bears last night. This Philadelphia team just isn't quite the same. Losing their coordinators probably makes a difference. Uh, They're still a good team, but I wouldn't trust them on the road minus four to a Rams team that seems to be getting up for every game. So you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, um, I heard this today. Jalen Hurts hasn't lost on the road since 2021. That's great. So that's kind of of impressive, but uh, this Rams team with um, the wide receivers they have right now, uh, Pakua and – you know, it sounds like Cooper Cup is going to be yeah. back. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup is going to be back, so this Rams team is going to get even better on offense. Uh, going to be hard to keep all three of those wide receivers on the um, entertained and on the board, but uh, having all those options is going to be great for Matt Stafford. Um, 
thrown five interceptions so far this season, but a lot of yards. Uh, he needs to get that cleaned up a little bit. I predicted these Rams to be really good this season. I think 12 and five is what I picked them. Um, I think Philly's going to have their first loss of the season this week, and they're going to need all four of them. They're going to need all four of those points that they're. Um, I'm sorry, they're going to need. The Rams aren't going to need those four points. I don't think for um, a crouton bet. Yeah, I could definitely see this coming down to a field goal, and so I'm not going to touch that one. The Jets are at Denver. Denver is favored at home, minus two and a half. The over-under is 43. The Jets, of course, looked pretty good against Kansas City, almost pulling off the upset against Kansas City last week. And Denver came roaring back against Chicago and scored a whole bunch of points for some reason all of a sudden. Um do you have any thoughts on the Jets at the Broncos, which seems like an unwatchable game, but maybe maybe I'm missing something. Well, the Broncos Bears seemed unwatchable, and it turned out to be pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, kudos to you for the pun on the Broncos roaring back against the Bears. Uh, good good for you there. Um, the Jets are going to have to fly west into Denver. Um, there's my pun for you. Yep. Um, Got it. You know, Zach, Wil- Zach Wilson is struggling still to uh, find his uh, way of quarterback. Um, it doesn't look good for Jets fans. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, they, he plays just like he did with Seattle, just stays in football games somehow. They whether win or lose towards the end of the game. Um, I'll pick the home team in this one, but I, I don't know if I'd lay any croutons on it. All right. Last 4 p.m. game, Kansas City at Minnesota. Kansas City favored in Minnesota by three and a half. And the over-under is 52 and a half points. So I think that's the biggest line of the week. Um, And uh, I guess a lot of points are expected here. KC doesn't quite look like themselves, but we say this every year. And, And then I heard some incredible statistic about Patrick Mahomes in October. I can't remember what it was. But it's he's like almost I think he's completely undefeated in October as a uh, starter, and he has like incredible touchdown to interception ratio in October. So I don't know whether it's October that he likes or if this team just takes a few weeks to get into shape every year. Um, you have any thoughts on Kansas City at Minnesota? Uh, no this this might be the game of the week. Um, Minnesota's a disappointing one and three so far. Uh, they've got the offensive talent to to make a run and go on and win a lot of games and score a lot of points. Kirk Cousins right now has more passing yards, more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. But as we know, Patrick Mahomes is very, very good at football. Um, losing Tyree Kill, you could see that offense change last year. And not having Travis Kelsey on the field is def- definitely a difference maker, but he will be on the field this weekend. Someone will probably be up in a skybox watching the game that they'll pay way too much attention to. Um, you know, the conspiracy last week, how Patrick Mahomes took a knee at the two-yard line to keep that point spread in. Um, there's a lot of Vegas, Vegas conspiracy theorists now because Vegas would have lost a lot of money had Patrick Mahomes moved one yard further. Um, it's all about winning. That's the mentality. He had the right mentality. They're 3-1, and one, and after this week, they're going to probably be 4-1. Yeah, I just can't see Minnesota beating them. But I, I do have some concerns. I mean, uh, Casey, Casey did not look good, especially Patrick Mahomes did not look very good last week. Um, 
but I can't see them losing to this Minnesota team that's terrible defensively. Um, you mentioned that 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 might be the game of the week. Um, Kansas City, though, uh, at Minnesota, a very entertaining game, perhaps. But I think the actual game of the week is Sunday Night Football, Dallas at San Francisco. High hopes for both these teams. Both these teams, uh, Super Bowl contenders, I suppose. Like, uh, you know, at least the Dallas fans feel like their team is uh, Super Bowl contenders. And we both picked San Francisco to win the Super Bowl this year. So uh, we got San Francisco favored at home, minus three and a half. The over-under is 45. Um, uh, this could be a lopsided game, but I think if I were to bet, it's going to be a pretty close one. Yeah, uh, fortunately for me, I my I'm working Sunday Sunday day, but I get out at six o'clock, so I'll be able to catch um, all of the Sunday night game. Uh, you know, Dallas's defense is pretty dang good. Forty ers have scored over thirty points so far in their first four starts. Hasn't done that in quite some time. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy continues to be excellent at what he does. He hasn't thrown an interception yet this season. Christian McCaffrey is just, you know, a force to be reckoned with for that rushing game in San Francisco. Uh, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys continue to score a lot of points as well. Going to be a really great football game. Um, Did I talk to you last week about the Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown bet? I don't remember, to be honest with you. So there there was a stat I saw, and it was before last week's game. That if you would have from the t- from the day they traded for McCaffrey dating back to last season, if you would have bet started with a hundred dollars on an anytime touchdown bet and then rolled that bet over every single week because he scored McCaffrey's now scored a touchdown in thirteen straight games for the 49ers since he's been with them, mm-hmm. uh, you would have the sum of about eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, and that's crazy because it's not crazy to think that Christian McCaffrey is going to score a touchdown. I don't know why that pe- more people wouldn't have taken advantage of that. Uh, of course, here in Florida, we don't have a legal way to do that, but um, that's a us problem, I guess. Um, you have any thoughts? Other thoughts on this game? I move on to Monday Night Football. No, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, definitely going to come down. I think it's going to come down to the wire. And I think it's going to come down to whichever defense uh, makes the more plays. The you know whoever gets that one last turnover, I think is going to be the winner of this football game. Yeah, I can see this being a, a low-scoring game, uh, but I again I think there's a possibility that it gets lopsided because Dallas has been in a few lopsided games this year. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, Green Bay at Las Vegas Monday night. Las Vegas, the line I saw was they were favored at home by one, and the over-under is 46. Um, Green Bay, an up-and-down team. Las Vegas, pretty much a down team. Um, But that Green Bay team is pretty young, and uh, they're going to have some bumps along the way. Um, Las Vegas, just not very good, and I don't know if there's any fixing that team um, right now. Do you have any thoughts on Green Bay at Las Vegas? Yeah, no, they aren't very good. Um, they, they've got a captive uh, new stadium, and, you know, everybody, I guess, loves going to Vegas to watch football now. Uh, who would have thought it? Um, you know, it's going to be – I think it'll be a pretty boring game, to say the least, for a Monday night. 
you know, I, I wish we'd get some more exciting Monday night games. I know we've said that a few times now on this podcast, but I, I don't even know why Green Bay, Las Vegas would be selected other than the, the mecca of the entertainment capital of Las Vegas being a Monday night football game, just building more hype for the Super Bowl that's going to be out there this year. Yeah. Uh, um, I think I'm work. I'm off that night, so I'll definitely be tuning into the game. But I I would not be surprised if it was like a 13 to 17, 13 to 19 final score, and I, probably not going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it'd be nice to flex that KC Minnesota game to Monday Night Football because that should be a much more exciting one. But uh, I guess that's it. Let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll move on to Crouton's fantasy football and sink or swim right after this. Week uh, every year, sorry, every year there's one week that breaks my spirit, and this was that week. Um, after riding high with seven two seven and two in my crouton picks coming into this week, I went zero oh and three. Philadelphia, oh, man, they were so close to a push. Um, they went up by seven, and then uh, AJ Brown set the ball down next to the cornerback after scoring, and then he was flagged. They got 15 yards. Uh, they let Washington score a touchdown, and then any chance of a push was over at that point because no matter what happens in overtime, they're not going to get seven points. So they did end up winning against Washington Commanders, but it was a three-point win, so I lost that. I had Philadelphia minus seven. And then Cleveland uh, pulled the rug out from under me. Uh, they started um, their backup quarterback. Uh, Deshaun Watson was a very late scratch. Apparently, he just decided he didn't want to play or something. And uh, they have a bye this week, so I guess he wanted a little bit of more rest. Anyway, they weren't even close um, with that move. Uh, they might have had a chance at, you know, even winning the game, but without their starting quarterback, they lost big, and Baltimore beat them. So I had Cleveland minus two and a half, and um, that didn't happen either. And then, Casey, you mentioned the play at the end of the game that uh, shattered a lot of people's uh, hopes and expectations. Uh, Casey was up 17 nothing, and seemed like they were going to cruise right along, and then the Jets battled their way back into it. And uh, Casey sealed the game with the Patrick Mahomes slide at the one-yard line. Um, if you'd gone in and kicked the extra point, they would have covered. But it's uh, all uh, under the bridge now. So I went 0-3 this week. I'm just going to press forward. What was your uh, last week like? So I want to backtrack just one second with something you said. Now, um, Deshaun Watson has a fully guaranteed contract, and he is the one who decided not to play this past weekend. Mm-hmm. How do you think that makes players feel in the locker room? You know, now maybe there's an undisclosed, you know, undisclosed incident that's not going on with him that maybe he couldn't play. But if that's not the case, how do you think players feel knowing that a lot of this team's funds are going towards the guy that just didn't feel like working? Yeah, and uh, if it is as simple as, like, he just wanted to take a couple weeks off, that's really bad. That's a really bad look, especially since their backup quarterback was absolutely horrific. Um, 
you know, I don't know if the team expected, like, because he played well in the preseason that this guy would come in and, um, you know, handle business and they'd be fine. But, uh, you know, you never want your backup quarterback in unless your your starting quarterback's playing terrible. But, uh, you know, they, they had been having a pretty good season. They lost Nick Chubb. We're still cruising right along, and Deshaun Watson playing pretty well. Their defense playing really well. I wonder if that, like, psychologically, you have your backup quarterback coming in unexpectedly, and he's turning the ball over. That defense has to work a lot harder, and um, like you said, it's probably not good for the team. So is that like the equivalency of – there's always that one person at work that always calls in sick and then you get to work that day and it's like, really? This person again? Yeah. I mean, so anyways, let's move. Let me move back to my crouton picks. Um, Sifters, I apologize. I haven't been great this season, but I am uh, even on the season. So if you were actually betting lines, you would be getting a little bit of juice that's involved in all of these picks. Uh, my first, I had two picks last week. I had Jacksonville uh, in London against Atlanta minus three. That turned out to be a great pick. Jacksonville had that game locked up minus three quite well into the game. Um, unfortunately, my other pick last week for Hunter Croutons as well was the Miami Dolphins getting two and a half points traveling into Buffalo. Um, I didn't know if Miami was going to win that game, but I thought it was going to be very, very close. I was really wrong. Uh, I am completely even on the season. I think I'm down 50 croutons on the year. But um, either way, uh, I'm not doing good. I've I've got three picks this week. I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm going to nail all three. So if you guys want to listen along and place a bet, feel free. All right, why don't you go first because I've got two, so you can go first. Okay, for my first pick, um, I'm looking to that uh, game that should be flexed on Monday night, KC-Minnesota. Um, KC's minus four and a half is the line I saw. I think that's not going to be enough for Minnesota to win. So I am going to take KC minus four and a half for 50 croutons. All right. And that one scares me a little bit, but I, I, I can see your logic. My first pick is Houston plus two and a half at Atlanta. Maybe I'm being trapped here, but, uh, it just Houston looks like a lot better team than Atlanta. And I like their chances, uh, plus two and a half at Atlanta for 50 croutons. Yeah, you know, um, I like that but a lot so much that I had wrote it down myself. I'm going to jump right into that trap with you. Um, Houston plus two and a half. I think they're, those players are riding a hot streak right now, and I think that's going to be motivation this week versus, you know, let's face it, a pretty bad Atlanta team. Um, other than the travel, a little bit of a travel from Houston to Atlanta, which isn't that bad of a flight. I've taken it a few times myself. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, uh, Houston plus two and a half or 50 crew times looks good to me. All right. So my, my second pick is, uh, San Francisco. I'm going to take your 49ers minus three and a half versus Dallas. I know that hook is probably going to be expensive for me, but, uh, I can't help but think this, this I've seen lots of, Dallas games this year and they just don't look consistent. And I think you've got to be a very, very, very well-disciplined team to beat the San Francisco team. 
especially because they have to go to San Francisco and they don't have a good track track record lately uh, in San Francisco. So I'm taking San Francisco minus three and a half for 50 croutons. So, yeah, that's a good bet. Um, I try not to bet on, like I said, on my team or division rivals. I'm my judgment is clouded. Uh, the 49ers and Cowboys are 19, 19 and one historically all time. Uh, been some great, great games in between these two. Um, I hope they win by 30. So good luck to you on your three and a half. Um, that should, that should probably be enough. If I were trying to look at it objectively, I would probably take the 49ers in that bet, but I'm not. Um, so my unobjective bet, which as I look at it, it's objective. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Rams plus four and a half. Uh, that just doesn't make sense to me why they're getting so many. Um, I'm going to lay a hundred croutons on this bet. It looks like I'm going to start going for a spicy meatball early. Um, I need to get some um, wins under my belt and I'm going to start with that. The Los Angeles Rams plus four, four and a half. Yeah. I don't see any reason why that game, like I said, probably coming down to a field goal. There's no reason why the Rams can't cover that four and a half points with, uh, you know, getting four and a half. So, all right. That's the, the bets then, right? Yes. All right, so uh, I started a fantasy football lineup, um, and I actually had a player playing last night. It was not DJ Moore, unfortunately. That would have been a very, very masterful pick. Um, But I did start a player from last night's game, so uh, don't go back in time and pick that player. Go back in time and pick pick somebody else, maybe DJ Moore. Um, But I'll go ahead and run down my lineup. I've got CJ Stroud playing against Atlanta. Um, I've got DeAndre Swift uh, for the Eagles. I think he, he's having a great season. I think he's going to continue this week. Um, the person I picked from last night's game, Brian Robinson, didn't do much. If anything, I think he had like eight and a half points. Um, they were just out of the game so quickly uh, with the Bears scoring so much early. And then I'm going to take uh, A.J. Brown, um, Calvin Ridley, and then Tank Dell. I'm going to you know, stack him with CJ Stroud did not have a good week last week, but he'd been trending upward and I think he's going to bounce back. I'm going to take Hunter Henry, the Patriots tight end. Um, I think he scored in each of the first two games. Um, and he's always the guy that, that will be looked at in the red zone. He's kind of their only red zone threat. So if they're going to score a touchdown, it's probably going to be Hunter Henry. And then I'm going to take the Baltimore defense, this Pittsburgh team, uh, you know, maybe they they turn it around this week magically. I don't know, but if I had to bet, I'd say they're probably not going to do that, and they're not going to score a lot of points. So, taking the Baltimore defense against Pittsburgh, and then I'm flexing Jamison Williams, who's back after a four game suspension. Um, a couple of the Lions receivers are, and he may not get a lot of work, but he could do. He's kind of, I wouldn't say Tyreek Hill, but he's kind of that kind of player because he can you know take three or four touches and turn it into a couple of touchdowns so i'm just going to go out on a limb that's the idea of a flex anyway so i'm going to take jameson williams at flex do you have a lineup yourself uh yes i do and um my stacking uh method has not worked past two weeks uh to try to get in a forty-eight thousand person lineup and try to just get into a position where i'm in the top 10 percent that's pretty tough to do let alone um, but this week I'm going to pick Jared Goff. 
Um, I think the Lions are going to be able to get get enough to eat this week that he's going to have some success. Uh, running backs, I'm going to go with Elvin Kamara and Jaleel McLaughlin in Denver. I think he's going to get a couple extra touches this week. Uh, their running backs seem to be beat up, and mm-hmm. that game's not going to get out of control. So they're, you know, I think Russell Wilson and that offense is going to try to keep the game, the ground game going. Uh, and he's going to get a lot of touches, a lot of catches. Uh, for wide receivers, I'm going to go Pakua Nachuo, Marquise Brown in Arizona. He's gotten 21 receptions on the season so far, so it looks like he's getting a lot of catches. Uh, what you know, what, Whether that leads to scores is a different story. And then Jalen Waddell, um, as far as I know right now, he's playing, so if he's not, if he's going to be out, I'll make a late, a late day trade, but uh, you know, with Waddle being there, I'll be able to replace him with almost any wide receiver on the board. Um, Sam Laforta, the Detroit tight end, so I'm kind of going to stack there mm-hmm. uh, with Jared Goff, hoping they can get a connection. Uh, that left me enough for DeAndre Smith, the wide receiver in Philadelphia, to be flexed. Um, I think he's you know got a lot of upside for that Philly team and Jalen Hurts. And then the Dolphins' defense against the uh, New Jersey Giants, uh, I think they're um, they're little they're going to be fired up this week after getting embarrassed last week against the Bills. So I think they're going to have a big week this week as well. All right, um, I didn't do a tiers lineup just because uh, I was a little bitter from last week. I had McCaffrey in one of my tiers. He scored like fifty something points, and I still didn't uh, crack into the money. So, um, I just, uh, maybe going to take a little break from tears. Um, all right. Uh, sink or swim. Um, it's a close one. You're four and oh, um, be, you've got 10 points at this point. I'm three and one. Um, I picked Washington the first week, Denver, they lost the second, but Seattle, we both picked in week three. And then I picked Jacksonville last week and they won. So, um, my pick this week, I'm going to take New England at home against that New Orleans team. Um, I don't know when I would feel better about taking New England, and I know I don't have to take New England, but um, I feel like coming off of kind of an embarrassing loss, and they're going to get up for this game and, you know, might be a squeaker. I don't know uh, what the score is going to be, but I think New England at home against New Orleans is what I'm going to go with this week. Well, I hope you're sitting with your um, life jacket on in your living room on Sunday because that's uh, you, you may need it. Um, I'm putting this New England team on alert. You guys stink. Yeah. Um, for my sink or swim choice, I'm going to go none other than Detroit Lions. Uh, I it seems like I haven't used them yet. I think this is a good good week for me to be able to use them. I think they're going to be able to rock rock this weekend. And hopefully I can go to five and zero on sink and swim. There you go. All right. So the other segment we have is the scratch and sniff. And I, I try to write down what teams I pick, but then I I'm also writing down your team, so I'm getting confused on what I've picked and what you've picked. So hopefully you've got a good. Re- I sure do. Um, just to review for sink or swim so far, I have scratched off or. Um, Sink or I'm sorry, I'm mixing our segments up. Yeah. Um, I have scratched Houston, the New York Football Giants of New Jersey, the Arizona Football Cardinals, uh, Carolina Panthers, Denver, and Chicago. You have scratched off Chicago, Carolina, Minnesota, and Denver. 
Okay, so uh, Minnesota, Carolina. You Chicago said, is the team I added this week. Okay, so you said Houston, Giants, Arizona, Carolina, Denver, and Chicago, right? Correct. And then you said for me, I scratched Carolina, Chicago, Minnesota. Minnesota and, and Denver. All right, so I'm going to add the Giants this week. Uh, I think it's over for the New York Giants. Uh, I think it's time to start thinking about the future. Um, so I'm going to go Giants this week. Okay, that's a, that's a good thing. Do you want the uh, point totals that are correlated with each of these teams that we've scratched? Uh, sure. Okay, so for me, Houston and the Giants have 17 points each. Arizona and Carolina have 16 points each. Denver, 15 points, and Chicago, 14 points. Okay. And for you, Chicago has 17 points. Carolina has 16. Minnesota and Denver have 15. And the New York football giants of New Jersey have 14. All right. So we'll see how everything shakes out. Um so what game besides the Niners game, what game are you looking forward to the most? Uh, well, I guess it's going to have to be Monday night because it's going to be the only other game I'm going to be able to catch this week. Uh, I've got a very nice nine to six shift, which will pretty much cover missing every ounce of football there is on Sunday. So I'll have to go for Monday night to get my fix in this week. Um, unfortunately, it's going to be probably a boring game. Yeah, I mean, it could be uh, exciting, but it probably won't be. Um, I'm very curious to see the Cincinnati-Arizona game. Not that it should be a very good game, but I'm very curious to see if Cincinnati's figured something out that I, I'm missing uh, because maybe they're going to start their backup. Um, no, no word on that, but... Um, I don't see how they beat this Arizona team with Joe Burrow, so I'll be curious to see if they've uh, tried to figure something out. I think if they lose this game, we can uh, we can cross them off uh, next week. But uh, all right, so you can reach us on social media. We are at anything NFL powered by the SIF podcast on Facebook, and we are uh, the mayor's on Twitter at Forty Nine Gators. Um, and the mayor's going live with his picks. I don't know if he'll do it this week because of his schedule, but um, you also probably it's time to do, uh, you know, first quarter power rankings at some point, maybe this week or next week. So uh, we'll be looking out for that. Yeah, we, um, I've got to get into that some. Uh, I At this point, I'll probably let these games come and go. There's a lot of three-in-one teams. Uh, so I, I think we're going to have a lot more clarity after this week, see if there's any undefeated teams left. Of course, they're always going to be at the top of the power rankings because it's what you did for me this year, not last year. Uh, so obviously Philadelphia, San Francisco near the top of the power rankings. But all those uh, three-in-one teams, they're, they're all going to be fighting for – Spots three, four, and five. So let's see where they land after this weekend. We'll we'll go from there. All right, then. Thank you for listening. For the mayor and myself, we will talk to you next week. Bye. All right, everybody. I hope you got 
as much enjoyment out of this episode as we did. We had a lot of fun, and we will be, like I said, talking to you next week about all things week five and week six, so stay tuned for that. Uh, have Have a fun Sunday, and we'll talk to you then.